0: This is Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 152, Improve Your Listing Skills. Welcome to Building Resilience, a podcast where theory, practical strategies, and inspiring stories show you how to unlock your best life. I'm your host, Leah Davidson. As a certified life coach, speech language pathologist, and nervous system resilience expert, it is my mission to teach you how to be more resilient to life's adversities. I will show you how to manage your mind, befriend your nervous system, process your emotions, and even eliminate stress. It's time to do more than just survive. It's time to thrive. Let's get started. Welcome to the Building Resilience podcast. I am so happy to have you here. I cannot believe that we are mid-November. I cannot believe that the holidays are going to be sneaking up on us. And for many of my American friends, I know it starts next week, I think is Thanksgiving. As you know, Canadians, we celebrated our Thanksgiving back in early October, but we're like five weeks away from Christmas. Wow. This year has gone by quickly. And now we're going to be starting to talk all about what's coming up in the new year, just to let you know that I do have another advanced training in nervous system resilience. It is going to be starting in January. So if you're interested in that, then make sure your name is on the wait list. The link for that is in the show notes. And I would also be super grateful if you are enjoying what you're learning on this podcast, then please share. Share it with your friend. Send it to somebody who you know might be interested in learning more about it too. I would really appreciate that. And if you haven't already left a review, that would be awesome too. If you could leave a review, I would love to reach more people. Today, I am getting back to the basics, back to my roots. We are talking some speech pathology stuff. We are talking some communication. We are talking specifically about listening. I was inspired to do this episode based on something I read in a book by Deb Dana. Now, I've mentioned her before. She is a therapist who is very big in the polyvagal theory world. And she said in one of her books, hearing is physiological. listening." Is a choice. She then quoted her friend and poet Gary Whited, I think that's how you pronounce it, who says, We listen with our ears, yes, but we also listen with our eyes, our minds, our hearts, our touch, and upstream from all sensations and perceptions, we listen with our autonomic nervous system. So I thought that was just so well said. I love it, it's very true. We are listening to everything outside of us, inside of us, and between us. But today, I do want to talk more about what we traditionally refer to as listening. Now, listening really is one of the most important skills we can have. How well you listen impacts your relationships, as well as your ability to do your work, to be productive, the quality of life. And if you think about it, we spend a lot of time listening. I remember many years ago talking about an article that was written back in 2001 based on some research of R. Adler and L. Rosenfeld. And they were talking about the time spent communicating. We spend about 70% of our time communicating compared to 30% not communicating. And of that 70% communicating, we spend 9% of that time writing, 16% of that time reading, 30% of that time speaking and 45% of that time listening. So we have a lot of listening to do in our life. Now, why do we listen? Well, we listen for different reasons. We listen to obtain information. We listen to try to understand. We listen for enjoyment. We listen to learn. And we need to become better listeners for many reasons. Like I mentioned earlier, it helps us build relationships. It helps us solve problems to ensure understanding, to resolve conflicts, and improve accuracy. It helps us build friendships, build careers, saves money, it saves marriages. Listening is so important. However, most of us are not really great listeners, despite how much listening we have to do. And the research suggests we remember between 25 and 50% of what we actually hear. What are some of the barriers for listening? And I wanted to bring these to our attention so you can become aware and start thinking to yourself, all right, what are some of the things that are interfering with me having good listening skills? Well, the first thing that interferes is sometimes, and more than sometimes, often, I would say, We are focusing on a personal agenda. When we spend our time listening, sometimes what we're actually doing is we're formulating our response. And when we do that, we can't really be fully attentive to what the speaker is saying. Another thing that interferes with our listening skills is we experience information overload. Maybe there's too much stimulation or too much information. There's too many things going on in our life, and that can make it hard to listen with full attention. Our brains. They just want to shut down or zone out. A third thing that interferes is sometimes when we're listening, we're actually criticizing the speaker. We can be distracted by the speaker. We need to be focusing on the message rather than the messenger. We can also be getting distracted by emotional noise. We may react emotionally to certain words or concepts or ideas and to other cues from the speaker, like their appearance or any kind of nonverbal cues. We can also get distracted by external noise, so like audible noise, or even things like figurative noise, like a bad decoration that we see, or the temperature. This is all noise that can happen externally. We can also have a hard time listening because we are experiencing physical difficulty. Maybe we have some pain. Maybe we have discomfort. Maybe we're not feeling well. We can also have a hard time listening if we're too self-focused. Maybe we're just plain not interested in what other people have to say. Maybe if it doesn't concern us, then we don't invest much in listening. And then lastly, we can have a hard time listening because we're just bored. We're not interested in the topics being discussed. Now, I said lastly, there are obviously many reasons why we don't listen, but those are some of the key things that I think interfere with people's ability to listen. There are actually many different types of listening. We're not going to go through them all, but I just wanted you to be aware that there's different reasons why we listen too. Sometimes we are listening for comprehension. Sometimes we're listening for evaluation or to critically look at something. Sometimes our listening is going to be biased. Sometimes we are listening sympathetically. Sometimes we are listening more therapeutically sometimes we are listening for a relationship purpose. So there's clearly lots of different ways that we can listen. And today, I just want to focus on a specific type of listening. I want to go back to a very classic book that Stephen R. Covey wrote, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He was one of the first motivational, personal development people I remember hearing him speak years ago when I was, I must have been under the age of 10. That was probably my first introduction to personal development. He summed up that there are four typical listening responses that we often have. The first one is we just ignore things. We're not listening at all. The second one is what he called pretend listening, which is you're not really listening But you are pretending to listen and you have sort of mindless responses such as, huh, or yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. The third kind of listening is selective listening, where you're not really listening to everything, but you're hearing what you want to hear. And then lastly, there is something called attentive listening, where you're really listening to the words and listening to the meaning behind the words. And to really understand people... You do need to use this active listening, or sometimes it's called empathic listening. So what is active listening? The other kind of listenings that we talked about, the ignoring, pretending, selective, they could be almost called like passive listening. And passive listening is just going through the motions. You're listening to the words. Maybe you're very distracted. You're not really engaged. You're not really trying to understand. Maybe you're throwing in a few uh-huh and yeah you're not trying to gain understanding. However, with active listening, it's a little bit different. This is where you make a conscious effort to hear not only the words that another person is saying, but more importantly, you're trying to understand the complete message that is being sent. You're trying to listen from the perspective of the speaker, setting aside your own viewpoints, your own needs, your own perspectives, and you're trying to understand how they see the world. In order to do this, you actually have to pay close attention to what the person is saying. You can't really allow yourself to become distracted or allow yourself to get bored or lose focus. You need to let the other person know that you're listening and acknowledge what they are saying. Now, this kind of listening really requires you to acknowledge what someone is saying, which is very separate from approving or agreeing with what they're saying. Acknowledging another person's thoughts and feelings does not mean that you approve or agree with that person's actions or way of experiencing or that you will do whatever somebody asks. Really listening to somebody is not just hearing what they're saying. It's a full body activity. It's the head nod, the frown or the smile, the gesture. Basically, does the body language also show the same thing as the words that are being spoken? Do they express the same feeling? And are you reflecting back that you're listening with your body language? Now, active listening is not listening to advise or counsel or replay or refute or solve or fix or change or judge or agree or disagree or question or analyze or figure out. It's really listening so you can understand what the other person is saying from their perspective. And Stephen Covey, he summed it up with one of his habits where he said, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So listening always comes first. And it's really learning to listen not just with your ears, but with your heart, your eyes, and your nervous system. Now, what are the benefits of active listening? Why do we care about active listening? Well, by listening and then repeating back something in your own words – if you're repeating back the essence or the feeling of what you've just heard, from the speaker's point of view, you allow the speaker to feel the satisfaction of being understood, which is a major human need. You are witnessing their experience. Listening this way lets people know that you care about them. And listening to others helps others listen better to you. When people feel relaxed and heard themselves – they are more likely to hear what you have to say. And that's where the seek first to understand, then to be understood comes from. Now, it's good to use active listening when emotions are high or when the other person does not feel understood. It's also good to use it when you don't understand what the other person is saying. It's also good to use active listening when trust is very low in the relationship and there's a need to start to establish a respectful relationship. And then lastly, active listening helps you really understand the other person's life experience. So how do you actually do active listening? I'm going to give you a couple of steps. Like I said, I'm getting right back to the basics, right back to teaching some fundamental listening skills because I think we are losing the art of listening. We are losing some of these fundamental basic skills. So let's talk about how we're going to do it. The first thing is you're going to evaluate yourself and the situation. Ask yourself whether you are able to listen. Do you have the capacity at that moment to listen? You want to make sure that the environment you're in is conducive to the type of conversation you're about to have. You're going to want to eliminate distractions if possible or even change locations. You also need to let the other person know up front if you aren't able to listen or if this is not a good time or a good environment. You need to advocate for yourself if it's not a good time and perhaps then find another time where you think you'll be able to better attend to what they have to say. You can present them with options as to where and when. The next thing you're going to do is stop. And what I mean by this is stop whatever you are doing especially unrelated activities, and position yourself toward the speaker. Consciously focus on quieting your own internal commentary. Step away from your own concerns. Put aside distracting thoughts. You may need to take a few deep breaths to do this. You may need to get grounded and get regulated in order to really focus on what the other person is going to be saying. Don't try to do other things when you are listening, especially if it is an important conversation. Not only is it much harder to listen and do something else, it can actually just plain old be considered rude, depending on what you're doing. Now, if you can't stop what you are doing, then communicate that with your partner. Say something like, I want to give you my full attention, so let me finish this up and we'll talk in 10 minutes. Or I'm listening, but I have to continue doing whatever I'm doing on the stove, for example. If you're cooking dinner and the person wants to talk, you may be able to say, I'm listening, but I am also dividing my attention over here. Now, the third thing after you've stopped what you're doing is you want to look. You want to give the listener your undivided attention. So you want to look at the speaker. Where your eyes are is also where your attention is. So you want to focus your attention on the speaker. You want to look at them. Even if they're not looking at you, you want to try to maintain some eye contact. Now, you don't want to be staring them down, but if your eyes are starting to wander, what happens is your attention will wander as well. You want to notice their body language and their nonverbal cues, but don't get distracted by them. Now, as much as eye contact is important for some people, it's actually preferable to be side by side when you're having conversations that are a little bit difficult. That's why sometimes conversations in the car or conversations when you're walking are a little bit easier. So you may not look directly at them, but your focus is going to be there, even if you're side by side. So after you have evaluated the environment, stop what you're doing. You are looking in the direction so that they know that you're focused on them. Now, you're going to listen. You're going to be listening to the words and trying to picture what the person is saying. You're listening for the essence of the speaker's thoughts, details, the major ideas, their meaning. You're seeking an overall understanding of what the speaker is trying to communicate. Now, don't nitpick on them using the wrong word or react to individual words or terms that they're using to express themselves. You're trying to listen without judgment. Again, you don't have to agree with the person. You're just listening to the words. But you also don't want to minimize or trivialize what the person is talking about. Don't make assumptions either about what they're saying. Of course, you want to be listening and not spending time planning on what you're going to say next. So don't sit there with a response in mind. Don't prepare your rebuttal. You also don't want to interrupt. Let people make their point without having to fight your interruptions off. You can take advantage of natural pauses to ask clarifying questions, but don't impose solutions, even if you have one ready. Listen to the speaker's body language. You want to be able to read the speaker. Observe the emotions behind the words. Are they angry? Are they afraid? Are they frustrated or resentful? You will want to respond to those emotions as well as to their words. Now, next, you actually want to show that you're listening, and you do this by using your own body language and gestures to convey your attention, having some type of eye contact, maybe nodding occasionally, smiling, and using other facial expressions. Notice your posture. Make sure it's open and inviting. Face the person if possible. We've already talked about that, so you can have it where you're facing them or side-by-side, maybe even leaning forward just to show them that you're really interested. You will want to encourage the speaker to continue with maybe small verbal comments like, yes, I understand, of course, and follow and understand with your ears as well as your eyes. Now, when you show that you are listening, you are also communicating with their nervous system. When somebody is speaking, they are looking to see what the response is. And if somebody has a completely blank face or is not giving any signs that they're listening, it can be really off-putting and it can actually send danger signals. And then the person can get activated simply because you aren't showing that you are listening. It is a sign of danger to them. So it is important that we have some gestures and some movement to indicate that we are listening. Next, we want to ask clarifying questions and reflect back what you have heard. So you really want to give the speaker time and space for their speaking. Sometimes you just want to sit in silence for a few seconds. Silence is good. You don't have to reply immediately. Oftentimes, if you allow some quiet time, The speaker has time to come to their own conclusions or their own solutions. Now, since our personal filters and assumptions and judgments and beliefs can distort what we hear, our role is to really understand what is being said. And this will require us to reflect on what is being said and to ask questions. So we can do things like reflect back what has been said by paraphrasing, you know, what I'm hearing is, or it sounds like you're saying this. You're basically restating the key points to affirm your understanding and to build future dialogue. This helps ensure your understanding. You may also want to ask questions to clarify certain points. What do you mean when you said this? Is this what you mean? You want to ask non-threatening questions. You're asking questions to gain clarification or more details and to confirm that you have understood. Asking questions also shows you're interested in what they have to say and it will help continue the dialogue. And just as an aside, if you are ever in an awkward conversation where nobody is saying anything, just ask a question. It will get you out of the awkward situation. We also want to stop and summarize the speaker's comments periodically. You don't necessarily have to wait until the end of the conversation, but you don't want to interrupt a speaker with counterarguments. You don't want to be imposing your opinion right away. You may politely interrupt if you feel that you're missing something or if they're speaking too quickly or if you have a question, but don't interrupt to counter what they are saying. And then lastly, you want to provide feedback and respond appropriately. Active listening is all about respect and understanding. You are gaining information and somebody else's perspective. So you will want to express appreciation for them sharing. You will want to acknowledge and validate their feelings. I imagine you might feel. It sounds like you feel. You must have felt. You can make a tentative guess of their emotions if you're unsure what they are, if they haven't been able to express them. You might even want to imagine how you would feel if you were in their circumstance. You want to be empathetic to their feelings. You want to maintain a calm center within yourself You don't need to be drawn into anybody's drama or problems or issues, but you can express empathy. You also can reflect on your own experiences to demonstrate your interest, but you don't want to dwell on your stories for too long. You can share them, but then bring it right back to the speaker's issue. You want to relate it back to the speaker. Now, if the conversation is highly emotional for you as well, or if it's about you Then you may want to try to use statements that are I statements. That way you're focusing on the problem and you're not attacking the other person. So you'll say something like, I feel, as opposed to, you make me feel. You also want to be candid and open and honest in your response and assert your opinions respectfully. We always want to be treating the other person in a way that you think he or she would want to be treated And lastly, I always recommend before you respond, ask yourself, is this kind? Is it true? And is it necessary? So, those are some of the basics of active listening. Listening is such an important skill for us to have because we spend so much time doing it. And it really is the foundation of so many of our relationships. I wanted to share this today because I do believe that we sometimes forget about the basics. We will end up focusing on more complicated things but miss the foundation. So I encourage you to reflect on your own listening skills. What kind of listener are you? What can you do to improve? Are you an active listener? And are your listening skills contributing to the quality of relationships that you have? That's what I have for you today. Happy listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.